Hello, beloved. Hello, hello. So much to share. So many different things that have been coming in fast and furious for so many days. So this is going to be a really fun transmission. We're going to be a little bit all over the place <laughs> in the best possible way. It is um, uh, early evening on August 14th as I record this in 2022, my time, just so that you have that information. Sometimes people like that information. So um, first, I want to just remind people August 4th, uh, roughly, give or take, depending on where you are and all of that, was when the kind of quote unquote 7D energies began coming into the physical, into matter um, on the planet for the first time in, let's just call it a really long time. <laughs> Again, we're still using time as a line, but time is a sphere, so really it doesn't matter. Okay, so I just want you to be aware of that, and I want to circle back around to talk about integrating those 7D energies into your biology. Uh, but I have shared a couple of uh, kind of quick posts for that on social media, and I want to make sure that you have been keeping up with the transmissions because um, the particularly the last few are – really, really powerful and supportive in huge ways, in evergreen ways, as well as to our current times and energies. So please, 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 if you are behind on these, it's totally fine. You can keep listening today and go back. Okay, please, please, please. Um, okay, so on August 8th was very interesting, weird energies um, a lot of crankiness for a lot of people, but also some really beautiful high energies. So like overall, the energies felt very kind of big and high to me with these sort of like little grinchy, little grabby, cranky uh, energy hooks that were pulling a lot of people down in various different ways I was hearing and sort of also sensing. Um, I took off for the afternoon to uh, stay in the high ones and went on a little adventure um, out towards uh, salt waters. Uh, you know, of course, I'm usually dealing with the fresh waters here at the lake, but went out to salt waters and had great adventures. It was really cool. And as I was coming home, I was taking different roads than I normally wouldn't. Well, not normally because I went to a place I'd never been, but I didn't follow the map, uh, the, you know, the app. Um, and because I don't really know my way around here uh, in, a, in a broader sense geographically, because I've only lived here for, I don't know, 19 months, 20 months. How long has it been? I don't know. Um, uh, but I don't like know all the roads like the back of my hand. So but I wanted to be on very as rural as possible roads is what I was really wanting. And I usually want that. So. I set the, the app up to tell me, and then I just sort of ignored it, and I went some different ways as I was guided, uh, and which worked out great for anybody curious about that. And at one point, I drove, I was driving on this little tiny rural road, and, and like semi-rural, but it felt rural, um, little country road, I'm driving along, and all of a sudden ahead of me, I see this huge bird, like the biggest bird, I mean, so big I was like what is this huge bird it was like even bigger than a bald eagle and I get to see a lot of bald eagles where I live so 
Um, so it's a point of reference that is pretty fresh for me. And, and then I sort of instant re- instantly realized that it was a, uh, a vulture, a kind of vulture. I still don't know exactly which kind, if it was a turkey vulture or something else, but a big giant vulture. And I was like, whoa, that's cool because vulture medicine is amazing. And it flew like right in front of me, not like down right in front of my car, like a deer running across the road kind of thing, but like right in front of me, up a little bit above my kind of straight ahead view, but like right in my eye line, like right in front of me into this stand of trees um, on the other side of the road, on the right side of the road. Now, remember, I'm driving, so I'm like moving along and this is happening. And I look to the stand of trees to try to see more of this bird. And it comes to perch in this stand of trees. And there's like at least 12, maybe more. I'm going too fast to really know for sure. Um, vultures in this tree, like huge. They're all just sitting there just like, I mean, and they're huge. I can't even tell you how big they are. They're amazing, right? So it's so cool. And I was like, holy Hannah. And then just this huge wave of energy comes in. As I observe them, they like send this huge wave of energy into me and I, and I realize on my left, what I'm coming up to on my left across the street from them is this place. I've actually been by this once before, and in my mind, I called it the tree graveyard. And it's this place that, uh, it, like, itself has been clear cut, but also, like, other clearings from, I think, must be from that area um like have been dumped there and so it's not like clear cut into like oh we're going to harvest the timber kind of way like there's just dead trees hacked murdered trees are just like lying about willy-nilly in piles and it's just they're just like basically decomposing and they're just there and so it's this huge basically it feels like a giant tree murder site to me and yes i'm aware that i use some paper products uh from time to time that come from trees and that I benefit from lumber that come from trees. I understand that. And this felt like murder, particularly because it seemed senseless. Like I didn't, there didn't seem to be any reason, if you will, for it. And so this just kind of tree murder site, which is very intense to, to be aware of. And what I received from the vultures was there is always powerful energy able, willing, and organized around the principle of coming and cleaning up that which has been killed and murdered and destroyed, whether that's been done by you or by someone else. It doesn't matter that all things can be turned into something new, that all things can become food and energy for other beings and that that even that which has been stolen can be reclaimed there was a feeling of the vultures were doing this work of reclaiming and it felt sacred it felt absolutely sacred and i'm confident i'm not giving it any any justice at all but i just needed to share that story as it happened i knew i needed to share it with you but i just haven't been in a place to do a transmission So I wanted you to have that. And so, okay. Where do we want to go next with this? Okay. So I think what I'll, for just a moment, I'll stick with the fact that some of you will have picked up on 
oh, that was on August 8th, of course, Lionsgate, blah, 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 right? And so we have a lot of chatter um, and a lot of, of, of very well-meaning focused on the idea of this sort of Lionsgate portal. And I'm very kind of agnostic about all of that personally. Um, but for those who don't know what I'm talking about, it's this idea of this so-called Lionsgate, this kind of portal time, this kind of opening of a gate uh, cosmically for energies that people say is July 26th through August 11th or 12th. And they say that it is related to the alignments of Sirius, the star, with our sun and the earth. And my understanding is that actually this year, the kind of c closest alignment of Sirius with the sun and with earth was earlier in the summer. Um, but historically, the understanding is that this is kind of the times that it's been uh, acknowledged. There are also people who speak about that it's, oh, no, it's actually uh, September 3rd, right? There's a lot of different ideas about this idea of Lionsgate and whether or not it's important. Um, so what I want to just say about it, because I get asked this periodically, so I'm just addressing it here since this is a, a current topic for a lot of people. What I want to say about it is that if it feels like a great portal time to you and you're feeling like you're accessing lots of really great energies and it feels really cool and fun, then it is. Like, remember 2022 in particular is choose your own adventure year. Right. But of course, the whole lifetime is choose your own adventure. So if you like that and it feels good to you and you enjoy the energies of it, then awesome. Like, do that. Who cares what anybody else says? Like, who cares what I say? Completely irrelevant. What's your experience? What's in your heart? What feels right to you? And if you feel really aligned and activated and inspired and your heart opens up around the kind of organizing of certain numbers on the calendar that we currently use in human artificial time, then great. And a lot of people do. So it makes those days more and more kind of have their own sort of power because there's so much more kind of energy and attention to it. And that's all fine. It's all great. Um, I do feel very strong connection to Sirius in my human form, the star, and regularly feel like kind of deep communication to it. I, I'll actually say that historically, my most sort of when I would say active times to hear from Sirius tend to be in the very late fall, winter, um, kind of moving towards uh, winter solstice, uh, winter up here in the northern hemisphere. So um, there you go. Right. Just, you know, it's all about your own thing. It's all about your own thing. So we have been moving through, but we have been and are still in a passageway. And this passageway, I feel, opened on the 4th, which is when the 70 energies started coming in. I'll come back to the 70 energies again. I know I already said that. But we're in this kind of passageway, and it's uh, designed to support the integrations of the 70 energies a little bit further. It's going to take a long time for those to integrate in most uh, 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 most of the material world. Um, but kind of to get like a good rooting in, right? Like think of seedlings, like when you get your, when you're, when you're growing plants and you plant seedlings and you get like those first few leaves, like that's kind of what's going on. It's those first few 70 leaves are, 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 are coming up. And I feel this passageway goes through August 22nd, give or take a little bit. And, um, and that it is also a passage to, um, to also to support the work that I shared in the earlier transmissions um, relating, let's just sum it up 
there's many different languages we can use for this, but relating to allowing in the experience of allowing and receiving unconditional love for the forsaken within ourselves. Okay. Um, so, and this message from the vultures is related to that work, quote unquote, of this, the issue of the forsaken to understand that the forsaken within you, the way in which you are forsaken, the way in which you are unredeemable, the way in which you are both the murdered tree and the tree murderer. All of these things can be reclaimed if you allow it. All of these things can be loved unconditionally if you allow it. So we're having a phase of both coming more and more into connection and more and more into individuation. And we want to allow both of those things to happen as much as feels good to you. And if you're able to develop the capacity to kind of allow both to occur simultaneously, that's ideal, I feel, in terms of quality of experience, uh, at least from my perspective. From your perspective of quality of experience, something very different might be right. And again, you just always want to go with what, what works for you. But allowing kind of connecting more and more into your knowingness and more and more into just like the being in the knowingness, which is the trick about the word knowingness is it's almost like, oh, yeah, then I have mental models and mental models in a weird way distance us from from like just kind of the beingness of the knowingness. So abstract. You can see words just get really tricky. So just really be aware of that tree frog mind that I talk about, that tree frog mind where the mind, the brain gets really grippy and is like, I got to rip and tear apart every single thing that's going on right now. And I've got to fucking understand every little aspect of it or like terrible things are going to happen. And I'm screwing this up and I'm not doing it right. And blah, 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 blah. Right. And the brain is like on overdrive. And remember that I always say your brain is like a toddler. Your brain is like a three-year-old. And you have to give it the right things to play with or it will destroy your kitchen in like five seconds flat, your kitchen being your life. So you want to be like, oh, little brain, I love you. You're so wonderful and you do so many cool things with me. But here, I want you to play with this Tupperware and these wooden spoons. And here's a couple of pots you can bang on and like have a good time. But give me that knife set because we're not playing with the knife set. Really important, really important, increasingly important as we go along and the more the higher dimensional energies come into the material plane the more important this is wherever you're at in your own kind of journey um so yes yeah, it's very 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 important okay so we're working on getting rid Again, we've been talking about this for a while, but there's like levels, there's like layers to this. You know, I talk sometimes about the idea of like scraping off the barnacles and then the idea sometimes of like scraping off the label on the jar because you're inside the jar and you can't see what's on what's in the jar because, you, you know, you can't see what's on the label because you're on the inside of the jar, scraping away the label off the jar, scraping off, like cleaning off the windows so you can see more clearly and then like removing the window entirely. This is really, for me, this is what it's all about. And... Um, as we go, one of the big strands that's alive right now, layers that's alive right now for scraping that has been alive anyway, 
um, in these past couple of weeks is this martyr consciousness and poverty consciousness and the way they go together. Uh, there's a very, you know, they go together and it sounds really obvious, right? But this whole kind of like the starving artist syndrome is a really big one that's present for me, at least um, in a variety of different ways um, in terms of people that I'm working with and that I'm seeing this in them, but also just kind of sensing it in the world and even sensing it occasionally popping up into myself a little bit. This idea of, you know, that the artist has to be sort of the suffering, uh, martyred for humanity, you know, freezing to death in the writing the poetry in the cold garret, you know, with the little those little fingerless gloves on, you know, right? Like <laughs> this is such a prevalent image in our culture for, you know, decades and decades and decades. And as if art and beauty don't have immeasurable value. And so I just want you to really pay attention to where's that showing up in your life. And you don't have to be an artist for this to be showing up in your life. All right. But where is it showing up around the things that are in your heart to create shouldn't be compensated uh, with money? Okay. And you should just give them all away for free. And you can give whatever you want away for free. But if you're doing that to the detriment of your ability to take care of yourself physically, as we are currently still living in a society that requires money in order to exchange for a variety of different things that we that we require for our quality of life, then and nobody's asking you to do that. You're choosing to do that yourself. So cut it out. <laughs> and you're not actually helping to bring in kind of the sort of the new world or the new age or the new phase that you may say that you want when you hold on to that. You're actually slowing things down for everybody. So cut it out. Because if you're listening to this, you have the capacity to cut it out. I'm confident that you do. And you have a huge energy to contribute to what's going on. And you're interested in that in some way, shape, or form. And there's many different levels that you can be interested in that. But just cut it out. <laughs> I'm thinking of the old Bob Newhart clip that where uh, some of you will be like, what? Because, you know, I'm older than you. Um, but Bob Newhart, I'm actually even too young for Bob Newhart directly. But But the clip is great. He's playing as a comedian, old, older comedian. He's playing a psychiatrist or a psychologist, a therapist of some sort. Person comes in to sit down for a session. He says, okay, it's, you know, I forget, like $5 for five minutes or something like that. And, uh, and the person's like, what? Five minutes? He's like, yeah. And so he gets started. The person tells him, oh, blah, blah, doing this thing, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, so I'm going to kind of give you the big, here's the big reveal. Here's the big thing that I want you to do. Stop it. And this just goes on. And it's hilarious. So it's just really good. Oh, it's really good. So related to all of these energy shifts that are occurring is the importance of expanding your tolerance for ambiguity. And this goes right to that tree frog mind issue, right? The brain doesn't like ambiguity. It really doesn't like ambiguity. And it will do all sorts of shenanigans to avoid ambiguity. Like it will just create crazy stories in order to avoid ambiguity. Um, and sometimes those are not helpful. 
And, uh, and so this kind of capacity to tolerate ambiguity is really important. So think about where are you obsessing over controlling outcomes, right? And can you perceive the outcomes you're trying to control as weights that you're holding on to that may feel like, oh, they're on my shoulders, the weight of the world on my shoulders, this ballast around my neck, the monkey on my back, the anchor around my neck, whatever, like they're attached to you, like they're part of you. But they're actually just weights that you're walking around carrying. And can you just drop them? Just boop, off you go. I'm not holding that anymore. And feel how you just whoop, lighten right up. Now the, the weight is about the control, not the thing itself. I don't care whether or not you drop whatever the thing is that you're interested in, that you're trying to control or the related pieces of that. It's not about that. It's about the control, the impulse, the desire, the need, the compulsion, whatever level you're at on that, to control it and to understand it, right? That control. And if you can just take those weights, like literally I want you to, if you can stand or even if you're sitting, like put your hands out as if you're holding two huge, like, bags that are filled with stuff so they can you know you have to have your arms are strong and they're like holding these big giant weights and the bags are too big so they have to be further out from your body so your arms are out and you're holding them and you're holding them and you're holding them and you're holding them and your hands are gripped tightly around this to hold it so it doesn't fall and you're holding it and you're holding it and you're holding it and i want you to just let go just open your hands and just whoop, let go you don't have to throw them away or anything just let go and feel how you just whoop, go up This relates a lot to decision making at this time. So a lot of people are like flim flamming around, second guessing, triple guessing, quadruple guessing decisions, not being able to make decisions, not being able to move forward, making a decision, but then second guessing it after you've made it. Right. And so there's this sort of like, oh, I made a decision. Oh, I'm going to pull it back. Oh, I made a decision. Oh, I'm going to pull it back. Oh, I'm going to make a decision, but I'm not going to act on it. Oh, I'm not going to make a decision. Oh, I'm going to right? make the decision. No more fiddle fucking around. Whatever the decision is that's in your heart, go with it. Don't let your brain talk yourself out of it. Not if it feels aligned. And, oh, and I can hear you like, but I don't know if it's aligned. I can't tell. That's just your brain, all right? All right, now we're going to talk about the 7D energies. Yes. So as we talk about the 7D energies, I want you to be thinking about or feeling into how can I be increasing the amount of time and exposure I'm giving myself to opportunities to fall in love. And I'm not talking about romantic falling in love. That's fine if that's part of it for you, but it doesn't matter. I'm talking about like that feeling of like you look at this flower, at this plant, at this cat, at this dog, at this lake, at this funny little meme, at this story from your from one of your pals. At, at a movie, at a book, it doesn't matter, where you just, like, fall madly in love with it, where you're just like, oh, my, God, I am, like, completely in love with this right now. How many times a day are you falling in love? And if your answer isn't several, more, get more. If your answer is, I don't even know what that feels like, get on it. This is your most important task. 
This is more important than anything I can think of at this current time, okay? Go fall in love somewhere, right? Go look in the mirror, see if you can fall in love with yourself. I know, that's hardcore Um, for some. Okay, so the 70 energies, they come in. They come in and they are coming into the physical, into your biology and into other physical uh, material things. And the imagery that I think is best um, for this is, is very, 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 very similar, by the way, to the imagery in the founder codes materials around how the original self in, in, uh, integrates, begins to integrate into the biology. So if you've already um, been in, gotten into the founder code materials, then you'll recognize this a little bit, although I have a kind of a new reference point for it, but it's it's really pretty much the same kind of thing, although this is different. The 70 energies and the, and the original self energies from the white hole are different, okay? But just, just the visual um, is very similar, and the feeling can be very similar. The sensation can be very similar in the same way as, like, you know, when I, when I, you know, do a squat or I do a push up or I, you know, or I'm running, like the feeling in my body is similar, right? And if you haven't gotten into the founder codes, like what's, what's the holdup? I've made them set up as a pay what you choose because I want everybody doing this. It's so important. Please do it. Please do it. Please do it. Please do it. People who do it send me notes and they're like, oh my God, game changer. And these are really advanced people who are sending me these like game changer, right? And then share it. Go share it, okay? Nobody needs to let money be a barrier, right? There's a, you know, monetary value exchange, money energy suggested number, and there's a pay what you want, do what you want, and inside the materials we're setting up a little, like if you want to come back later and add some money in later when you're able, that's also fine. Don't let the idea of, oh, I'm going to be devaluing and that's going to be harmful in some way stop you. See earlier comment about martyr, self-sacrifice, blah, blah, right? Okay. Trust that I know what I'm doing, making this available at this time with the pay what you choose. Okay, so the 70 energies integrate in like the, if you can think about the movie Avatar and the way in which the their tails connect into like the tails of the little flying beings that they connect with. I don't remember what they're called, but they're sort of like a combination of like a horse and a dragon or something. I don't know. Um, but they, the, the, they, the, there's like all these little lit up kind of organic tendrils that are little tiny little like, uh, yeah, little, little like filaments or tendrils that are lit up and they come together and they kind of merge into each other and they, and they, and they bond, right? And then through that, the connection between kind of rider and flying animal occurs in terms of in the movie. And if you haven't seen that or you can't visualize what I'm talking about, it's these little tendrils that are coming in and they're these very fine and there's like lots of them, but there's just a few coming in first, little tendrils coming in and they're very uh, light and they are like lit up as well and they're alive and they're coming into you and they are and they are connecting with they are finding kind of their counterpart within your within your biology and this is an unknown undiscovered um level of your physical biology 
that they're because it is just so micro, like it just hasn't been seen yet or observed yet in human science. And they're interacting and they're fusing. They're like sort of connecting with each other and then fusing. And then more and more of these are coming in. And but they're not going to come in fast because they don't want to overwhelm your biology. It's a very it's a it's a very planful, intentional process very well-considered process, a very mature process, incredibly joyful. These are like master artisan level energies. Right? Think about like, like, you know, this is like Leonardo da Vinci, Picasso, Rembrandt level energies that are coming in. They're, they're that brilliant, that genius level, that capable. They're not just willy-nilly flying in. That's how a lot of these energies have felt <laughs> in terms of these big cosmic energies coming in. And that's not actually true, but that's been how a lot of those felt. This is very different. This is subtle. This is nuanced. And it's happening whether you're aware of it or not. So it's okay if you're like, I don't feel anything. I don't know anything about it. Like, wow, whatever. You know, that's totally fine. You don't, you don't have to. You can just be like, that's cool. I love this. And you can spend some time being like, hey, I intend... And I request and command that this integration of these highest dimensional energies currently available to me come into and integrate into me now for my highest good and at the most advisable, beneficial pace and rate for my being. That's all you have to do if you want to essentially kind of accelerate it, right? If you're like, I don't feel any of it, but I want to accelerate it because I want more of that, right? Just do that. And here's some more visuals on it. Okay. So the filaments are coming in. They're kind of, they're, they're, they're integrating in. And then there's this experience of, um, how do I think about this? Uh, how do I describe this words? So like as if within your kind of body container, there are these teeny, tiny, many, 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 many of these teeny, tiny little like vertical sort of white tubes almost like, like little white pipes that are running up and down your being. And the 7D energies are kind of coming into them, both like into the walls of them, but also in through them. And they're cleaning out, clearing out those little tiny tubes, those little tiny pipings that are running up and down you. And they're cleaning and clearing out. And just let them be grateful for it. When you're just having a moment or you're lying in bed in the morning or you're lying in bed to go to sleep, visualize these tiny little like myriad of these tiny little white tubes. And they're white, but like they have a kind of opalescence to them and they're not quite transparent or even translucent, but there's, they're not like fully opaque either. Yeah, words. So anyway, but there's this beautiful like white energy to them. And then there's this kind of brilliant sort of pink energy that is related to the red pink energy that is flesh energy inside flesh, right? Like underneath the skin. You know, if you kind of are looking at, you know, if you cut yourself open and you're looking at that flesh before blood covers it up, it's kind of, it's got this like rich sort of raspberry pink, right? That's also somehow it, part of this white, even though the white is the white. 
that's really unhelpful, isn't it? But just trust me, I really wish I was a really great artist some days because it's like I can just see it. And if I could just describe it correctly, then, you know, it would be so great for you. But hopefully this is enough. And so it's and it's very in your anatomy. Like I want you to really feel it like in your body and feel that 70 energy is just like really light, just like going in. They're just sliding in, slipping in, sliding and slipping in. And they're just like, la la la, here we are. You know, and just sort of just doing this beautiful little like, la 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 la, this very light kind of trilling kind of energy almost, right? Like, kind of coming through and maybe causing like fun little like ripples in your body as they go. And so, hmm, really beautiful. Just let it happen. And it's okay if you don't have awareness of it. It's okay. You don't have to. Just go find things to fall in love with, okay? And you can, I mean, once you build up the muscle for falling in love, like, you're just falling in love willy-nilly. Like, I'm just walking around, you know, on a good day, and I'm just, like, falling in love all the time. It's crazy how much I'm falling in love on a good day. Those are, like, my best days. And, you know, and then if I have a day where I've, like, gotten to late afternoon and I haven't had the experience of falling in love, I'm like, I feel bereft. <laughs> Where, where's my falling in love? It's so fun. Like, why would you want to have any other kind of life experience? So this is all about tending your radiance, right? Tending to your radiance. Tending to your radiance. And what is the organizing principle for your life design? Understanding what that, whatever you want that to be. So the... As these integrations are happening in your biology, there's going to be a desire, allow as much change as you can. And understanding that it's not about, oh, I'm trying to force myself to change more. It's not about that. Just like allow, just be like as much as is, as is advisable at this time, as much as is delightful at this time. And then, you know, later is another time. Right. Allow that change. It, it wants you to you'll want you're probably having various different ways in which you feel a desire to get more elastic and more stretchy. Like your physical body may want to get like, I want to get more elastic and more stretchy. And like, what are those things? And if you if you haven't been feeling that, like feel it right now, like as you're listening to me, stand up and kind of like. Move your right arm way up and out and your left arm way down so that there's like you're trying to push your two fingers from your fingers from both hands apart from each other. Like, ooh, more stretchy. Let me do the other side. Ooh, let me move it around. Let me go all the way out to the sides. You know, more stretchy, more elastic. Now, this also, all of this then pertains out into what's going on in your external circumstances in your life. Change is happening. And yes, you know, we have the platitudes of the only thing that doesn't change is change itself. And these are crazy times and la, 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 la. But there's specific big changes happening now, lots of them. And it's going to be very different for everybody. So whatever it is for you, please know and hear this. And this may make sense already from like what's been happening for you in the last few days or may become may may make sense going ahead in the next few weeks. But. When big changes show up and just kind of like 
shove in, shove themselves into your face kind of aggressively because that's kind of what it's like right now. The more you fight them or resist them, the more difficult your experience is going to be. These are not changes as crazy as they might seem to you that are coming to fuck with you. These are changes that are coming to free you, even if they don't feel like it at the time, right? Like that kind of, you know, that, 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 that classic, you know, oh, the person broke up with me and, and broke my heart and I thought I would never survive, but then later it's like the best thing that ever happened to me. The job I got fired from and I thought my life was ruined and then later it's the best thing that ever happened to me, right? So now I'm not saying that the changes that are coming have to be disastrous feeling like that. I'm just giving you kind of that guidance if they do, if, if you create a kind of, if they have a story around them that feel that way. The changes may be like incredible, like amazing, like holy, wow, that's incredible, that's so cool. And they also may be very short-lived is another thing. And that's fine. Like, whatever they are, they may be, like, super physical, quick changes that happen, and then it's over and it's done. Um, and these may be very related to your body. They may be very related to your home, like where you live, what's going on in your home environment, in your physical body. There's a huge, 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 huge attention in these energies to your body, which is not a coincidence because, hello, we're integrating brand new 7D energies into our bodies. Like, whoa, that's going to require some additional attention and devotion. And what is that for you? What is that attention and devotion for you? And just listening in, listening in, listening in, allowing and supporting that, finding the different ways that whatever that wants to be for you. All right. Um, Okay, so looking ahead, so this passageway that we're in, which is a really nice passageway, I mean, it's been crazy too, right? But it's a, it's just, if you have a sense of waiting or limbo or stasis or like, okay, this isn't just ambiguity, Melanie, this is like, I don't know what the hell's going on, you know, or like maybe more like a feeling of feeling like you're kind of flickering between timelines and like you can't quite hold one, right? That's a pretty, I think that's a kind of a pretty big one right now for certain people, for certain beings is that kind of like, oh, I'm in this timeline. Whoop, I mean, no, I'm not in that timeline. Oh, I'm in this other timeline. Whoa, whoa, where it's sort of like unsettled in some way. And so it's, it's that, that's a very uncomfortable place to be. Understand that. Um, we come out of this passageway on August 22nd. And if things have been great during this time, that's awesome. Like, that's perfect. That's great. There's no, you know, there's nothing about like, I've got to do certain things before August 22nd or blah, blah, right? I just want you to understand the rhythms that are happening so that you have, you know, the awareness can be useful. It can be, it, the awareness can be useful. So then we come out August 22nd or thereabouts, right? I mean, everybody's a little bit different, but that's just what I keep hearing and feeling. So kind of give or take maybe 12 to 24 hours on both sides of that. And, and I don't have any awareness. There may be, this may be related to astrological things, but I'm, I'm completely out of touch with what's going on on the, on the planetary astrology right now. So I have no way to kind of superimpose that data, if you will, on top of this for you, if that's your, your area. Um, and, and if you're aware of astrology that's related to any of these things that I'm talking about, um, please comment, uh, um, you know, when, wherever, you know, this gets posted, um, uh, for the benefit of others as well as for myself. But we come out of this, and then we are, and I'm kind of sorry to give you this news. Some of you are going to be like, yeah, but some of you are going to be like, no. 
<laughs> but then we are like batshit crazy until at least the third, maybe fourth week of November. Like September, October, November is insane. Like completely crazed energies on so many levels. And remember, it's choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. So you can ride whatever wave you want. You can use, if you're feeling a little unprepared and that's freaking you out a little bit, use this time of this, like, what is it? Basically a little, like a week, a little more than a week before we kind of come out of this passageway. There's a kind of a quietness in this energy in this coming week that I think is very, very supportive, very intentionally nurturing to us around a kind of preparing. And within myself, it has felt, and so we can just sort of have that experience of like, oh, that's so nice. Let me just kind of hang in that and sort of rest in that. And it's kind of like a little bit of a vacation, you know? Um, but also there may be the experience of like a coiling in of energy, like that sort of like pulling in of the, like the slingshot, pulling back of the slingshot before it's going to go, boom, you know? And so you may, as we go through the week and get closer to the 22nd, feel more and more of that kind of building inner tension and it's just, it's nothing other than you're just kind of gearing up, right? That it's just a kind of like a, co it might feel like a coalescing of energy. It might feel a little bit like that getting ready to kind of dive off the big giant diving board. And you get that like kind of like you bend down and kind of get down into like a little squat before you like boom up and off, you know, kind of thing. And so, yeah, so you may be feeling that now, but, or you may be feeling that later in the week as we get closer to the 22nd, or you may not feel it at all. But in case that's something that you're experiencing, I just want you to know, like, that's cool. You may be misinterpreting that feeling as anxiety um, or, um, you know, inner tension. And, uh, and of course, you may be having anxiety. I'm not dismissing that at all. I'm just saying that it's very easy for the human mind to interpret the nervous system's responses to some of these energies with the story of mental health anxiety. If that's useful to you, and sometimes it is, great, work with that. Use that mental model and like play from that, from that space. But if it's not useful for you, and it's more useful for you to be like, oh, I'm not actually anxious. That's just my body, it's just like whoop, you know, let me support my nervous system. Let me, again, continue to increase my mastery, my capacity, my skillfulness with my neurobiology, because that's never going away. As long as you are alive and a human, no matter how far down the evolutionary pathway towards homo lumis you go, the homo lumens piece, it doesn't, like, the human biology doesn't go away. We're bringing it all here. People talk about ascension. It's not ascension. It's bringing it all here. I don't, I haven't yet been able to come up with a word for it other than like evolution, but even that is like seems specific, you know? Yeah. I don't know. We need a good word for it because it's not transcendence. It's not ascension and it's not, mm, it's not imminence. It's not descendence. It's not, you know, it's none of those words that people are using. And those words are then all set up as sort of polarities, and it's not. It's a collapsing of both. It's like we're bringing both ends of the spectrum, so to speak, together and bringing it into one here, through and in the body. Okay, I kind of went on a little, like, 
side trail there and kind of lost myself a little bit. Okay. So the, um, okay. So the, so the, yes. So going into fall and I want to talk about fall for a minute. So I want to talk about autumn. So now I understand some of you are in the Southern hemisphere and so you're going into spring. Um, and that has its own interesting energy. But for me personally, for most of my life, fall has been my favorite season. Now, that's actually changed in the last couple of years since the lake had me move up here, um, where, like, I no longer have a favorite season. And that's been a very interesting experience as well. Um, but fall has always been my favorite season. I grew up in the Northeast. And so the kind of the fall and the changing of the colors, it's very dramatic, it's very beautiful. But I think there's also this sense of like there's kind of this in the like in the in the DNA, the DNA holders before me, the ancestors like in my blood is this idea of like, you know, there's harvest time in the fall. Right. Um, and which is really actually like, you know, throughout the summer. But this idea of like harvest time this idea of also in more modern history that falls when you go back to school and so just in your own human experience there's this sense for me at least of fall is like aha a whole new take a whole new year we get to start fresh and starting fresh or having the whole next level is always has always been very exciting to me so All of these energies are pertinent to what's what's opening up for us, what's coming. And, you know, we know that there's significant, the change that is happening, how do I want to say this? The changes that are happening within you that are big and intense and are fun and are cool are also going to be reflected in outer circumstances as well. And so, you know, things could be pretty bumpy potentially out in the world for a lot of people. And I really, there, there just has never been a better time to find ways to just cloister yourself as much as you can on as many levels as you can. Really just like, can you bubble up more? Like by bubble up, I mean like kind of, you know, get bubbled up really. <laughs> yeah. You know, where you're just more and more not dialed in to um to all of the kind of the mainstream or societal narratives whether they're mainstream or not that are that 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 leech away your energy i'll leave it at that okay but these 70 energies are really beautiful they're really fun and i did not think they were going to come in this fast i was like when it happened when i felt it come in i was like what you know like that's crazy and like the fourth was such an august 4th when it happened it was it kind of happened like very early morning for me pacific time and i was like barely even awake and then i was like and it just shot me out of bed and i had the craziest day i was doing like recording materials and writing and having like incredible sessions with clients and just i mean it was just an amazing day it was super cool um so i just was loving how how fast that has occurred in terms of kind of human calendar time. And I just feel like that's a really big, to me, that's a really big testament to all of the incredible inner energetic work that so many humans are doing to just come more and more and more and more into their hearts and open that and to allow all of that, whether they're using any of this language or not, it doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. Remember that our mental models, including mine, 
don't matter at all. I just share what feels like it might be useful and where it's useful. Use it. Where it's not useful, don't. <laughs> right? That's it. And uh, and I share it because it's joyful for me to share it because create and transmit, create and transmit, create and transmit, create and transmit. That's what makes me happy. Um, okay. There's something else that wants to be it wants to be shared. Uh, hang on, I really, there's something else that I can't, that, that's happened recently that wants to be shared. Something that happened. Oh, yes, right. Okay, right, right. That's what it is. All right. So here's a really fun, I'll leave you with this. Here's a really fun little kind of visualization that you can use around all of this kind of like supporting the body stuff, both the integrating of the 7D, but any other kind of body supports that you're feeling around um, that you can kind of play with. So some of you astral travel now, and the idea of astral traveling um, may look and seem different things to different people, and that's fine. Um, my own experience of so-called tra traveling is really more of a just instantaneous like, I'm over there. I'm over here. I'm over there. Like I'm wherever. I just, it's this kind of immediate sort of like location shift. Although my physical body stays here. Um, and the experience of kind of by location being in, you know, being there and here at the same time, that's been an interesting experience in recent years. Multi location happens occasionally and that can get really confusing really fast, but can also be really cool. Um, and so traveling to me feels like I'm not really aware of or paying attention to the meanness that is physically here. I'm wherever I'm going. Um, but many people astral travel in different ways. So the other day, I don't know when, sorry. The other day I was kind of given this uh, suggestion to astral travel in a different way than I have done before. And what I was told was that this is actually how many people are taught to astral travel. So this may be familiar to some of you. So I was lying on the bed and I was told, just move yourself up out of your body to be like up kind of towards the ceiling and your body's down below. And I was like, okay. And then experience a, uh, like a silver, cord or a silver strand um, connecting this kind of energy you, astral you with your physical body um, at the belly button. So from the physical belly button to kind of the energy belly button. So the, so the me that was up was sort of like my energy body, I guess you would call it, right? The energy kind of like mirror, not mirror isn't exactly right, but like the energy body that's kind of generally in the same shape and size. Um, as this body. So for me, normally when I travel, like that's, or when I, I'm, yeah, when I travel and I leave this body and I'm not like multi-locating or bi-locating, I'm no longer kind of, I don't feel uh, like it's, I'm, it's not the energy body that's traveling. It's like me-ness that's traveling. So this was actually a little new for me. I've had this experience a few times, but not that often. So, okay. So now I'm above my body and I'm connected by this silver strand, this silver cord, this energy silver cord. Okay, great. And then it was like, okay, now travel wherever you want. 
in this energy form. I was like, hmm. And so I was like, okay, and just immediately started sort of zooming and flying out and was sort of flying out over the lake, over towards the ocean, and then went across the ocean, the Pacific Ocean, across the Pacific Ocean, was like, ooh, Hawaii, but then immediately was like, nope, not Hawaii. And, but then was like spent, spent like a, some time, which was actually like the whole thing was really fast, but spent some time kind of slowed down, hanging around in the kind of open Pacific where there's like nothing, no humans living and was sort of hanging out there for, you know, what was probably in human time, 30 seconds, maybe, I don't know, but felt like a while. And then was like, okay, I'm out. Like, let's go. We're going out. We have, we're going to go out and up off the planet out. Okay. Up off the planet. Out we go the atmosphere out into space which way are we going we're going out in the solar system away from the sun okay great out the solar system out past the planets out to the edge of the solar system and kind of just you know having this sort of like awareness of the planets like hi 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 and like kind of visiting like special affinity to jupiter special affinity to uranus special affinity to neptune special affinity to pluto like really have a lot of love for those beings but it's like keep going we're going to keep going and, and the and I and I have this kind of sense of questioning, beginning to question, like, well, where are we going? What's happening? What's the point of this? What are we doing? What's happening? Are we going to meet people? What's happening? And not people, but yeah. And and what I'm hearing louder and louder, or more coherently, is we got to go out further out. We got to go all the way out. And as we're moving out, further out, out of the solar system, out past through the galaxy, out the galaxy, out to like another galaxy, out, 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 is that we're going, I'm going out. That the idea is like go out to the edge of the universe and that as we're going out, we're going back in time. And so that was sort of interesting. I was like, why does traveling out as I'm traveling, I'm kind of just like zooming out past stars and planets and galaxies and empty space and then more stars and planets and galaxies moving out towards the edge of the universe. Why is this also perceived as moving back in time? Because it wasn't like a temporal relocating. It wasn't like time hopping or something like that. It was just, no, as we go out, we're going back in time. I was like, why is that? And it was because it's from the reference point of the human. We're going out in time because we're in the human energy body. And the human on Earth sees what's happening at the edge of the universe as the beginning of the universe because of the speed of light. Oh, got it. Okay. So we're now I'm like all in. We're zooming to the edge of the universe, which is to the beginning of time of this universe. And then we break out through this universe into like, don't have words for where we are. And then keep going further back, further back, further back, further back, further back, further back in time in air quotes. And then boom, suddenly I stop. And I'm in this completely like kind of voidal space and I'm just kind of hanging there. And then suddenly in front of me is this huge sort of giant sort of amoeba like pulsing blob of just this beautiful shimmering gold something <clears throat> and it's very big huge and I realize that oh this is how humans when they travel to source or whatever they call it experience this and I've since actually had the conversation with a couple of people described this and they're like that's what it always feels like to me when I go to source and I'm like oh that's interesting and so but I go to this and it's like, come over to this big, giant, beautiful, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's just amazing. The experience is very blissful. It's very lovely. It feels very, 
this feels wonderful to be there in this way of being there, which is like still in this little human energy body. And I'm told, okay, now go get closer. And I'm like coming up really close to it. And so because I'm coming close to it, it's really big. And so even though it doesn't have sides per se, the sensation is like coming up to like a really tall wall, you know, where, but I'm like, I'm in the middle. So it's like really big down below and really big up above kind of thing. And it's like this giant kind of cliff, but it's, it's not a cliff, of course. And, and I'm told, okay, now you can take big scoops of this gold substance, take as much as you want, take, and I'm taking big armfuls of it. Now send it in through that silver strand, send it back into your body for whatever purpose you want. And I was like, what? That's awesome. Like a whole new way to do this. So I was grabbing these big, huge scoops of this giant, amazing kind of gold stuff. And I was like, ah, I'm so good. I love it. Just thinking about it. I'm seeing it and just shoving it into my body and like down in through my energy belly button where it would go. And I could then and then suddenly I was feeling the body on the bed receiving it. And it was like, whoa, and like moving through and lighting up all these different tendrils and all this stuff. And it was beautiful. And I had some specific, uh, specific to me things that I wanted it to be directed towards, but also was just generally just like, bring it in. And so then I was told and share this with others so that they can do the same. So you may have just actually, as I've been describing it, just like had this little journey um, and hopefully you weren't driving because I think I told you at the beginning of this. I'm going to make a note in here that at the end of this, we do a little uh, imagery thing so that you probably shouldn't be driving or like operating machinery or riding a bike. Um, but hopefully you kind of had the experience as I was describing it yourself because it's, it doesn't have to be some big, long, drawn out ceremonial thing. It's like these things happen like that, right? Like it happens faster than it took me to tell you. Um so, but hopefully you're, hopefully you, you got some of that. And it's just such a beautiful, fun experience. And I'm just, just so happy to be able to share it with you. All right. Um, yeah, we're not quite ready to really think too much about 2023 yet. Um, but it's different. It's going to be different. And yeah. That's all I want to say about it. But I do for the rest of the year, we have this sort of September, October, November, very intense. And I feel for some reason through like November 17th, maybe 22nd, 17th keeps coming up, 22nd. I don't know. So this kind of to the third week of November, say, and then things shift in some way. And, um, and December feels very powerful but in a really beautiful, light way. And not light, like I'm just, it feels beautiful in a, in a like little tiny white Christmas tree lights kind of way, but supercharged. Like if those little tiny Christmas tree lights were like, you know, platinum strength light. Ah, words so inadequate it's going to be incredible i feel 
And I think that we're going to have another um, incredible December solstice. The last two have just been beyond any I have experienced in my uh, 54 years on this planet. And I think it's going to happen like that again, um, at least for me. <laughs> and, and again, choose your own adventure. Everybody's different and different days are going to have that kind of experience for you. Um, I feel like those are, those are going to be mine. So, <sighs> okay. So the one other thing, there is another one more thing to share. Okay, so I, because I posted about this earlier today, and so some of you have been sending me notes about this. Um, I had this most beautiful experience today, energetically, such an incredible gift, um, with another incredible being in human form, um, collaborating energetically in some really beautiful ways. And a couple of things came out to share with others. So... This feeling of I have come into a new stage of metamorphosis. So we, I talk a lot about different types of kind of metamorphosis in biology as beautiful examples. The dragonfly, if you followed me at all, you know is my most favorite. Butterflies get used very often as well. And my human life and many of my cosmic lives have been absolutely defined by change, 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 go, 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 the new thing, the new thing, the new thing, the new thing, evolve, 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 okay, great, transformation, die, rebirth, go, da, 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 right? This cycle over and over and over and over again. And if we look at like a butterfly cycle of, you know, kind of like, um, I'm not going to get the, the names right, but I think it's like egg, larva, pupa, butterfly, right? So we have this four stages of transformation that the butterfly goes through. And then, of course, death, right? And then sort of starts over again. This experience of a new phase in the metamor metamorphosis cycle for me personally, and I feel this will be true for others as well, um, and may already be true for others and like I'm just kind of getting here now like it's not about like I'm always the first that's not what I'm trying to say um, but more will want to come into this space and I don't feel this should be rushed if this calls to you but you don't feel like you're there yet just know it's there whenever you're there if that makes sense um, and it's this phase of essentially kind of popping out of metamorphosis and being sort of like okay I'm done with metamorphosis I don't need that anymore i'm not need isn't the right word i'm bored with it i'm kind of over it and not in a like oh i've been slogging away i want a break i'm so tired of all this you know like that's a classic right we always have those phases when we're kind of moving through um our own work where we're like i don't want to do it anymore this is different this is just more of a like it's a kind of an existential level of like eh, i'm tired of being a butterfly I've been a butterfly long enough. And then sort of like shifting into an entirely different state. And it's, it's, it's kind of an observer state, but it's not a detached state. It's like, it's a deeper level of presence as a result. And by giving it words, I'm kind of distancing myself from that presence because 
that's what mental models do is they kind of pop you out of the thing so that you can look at it and describe it. But as soon as you're describing it and looking at it, it's like, it's the past. Like it's not, yeah, words, see words, right? Here we are again. But the, um, the example that came up was the idea of um, ferns. So ferns have evolved and then are in a kind of evolutionary sort of stasis where for gazillions of years, it's a highly scientific term because I don't actually know how long, but gazillions of years, ferns have not evolved further. They haven't needed to. They're like, we got to where we want to go. This is where we're hanging out. And they're just like, we're not interested in evolution right now. We're just being. That's kind of the vibe of this. And I don't know how else to describe it. It's very new for me to just kind of have any words for this. But it's just this kind of beingness, just like being, being, being. And and for me, being like what I actually fully am with the full removal of all of the ideas that I've been carrying along about who I am. Like as if what I have been, I've been like playing a character and not like there wasn't, like it wasn't authentic, but it's like, it's no longer, it's, 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 it's layers. It's still layers. So I'm removing more and more layers and I'm just in this state of what feels like, I've removed all the layers and I'm only interested in this little, in this like perfect little nugget in the middle. <laughs> That's me. And just that perfect little nugget. <laughs> Love the little nugget. That's so funny. Um, but it's just, yeah, just all the words that I got for this. But this new phase of metamorphosis is very interesting. Very interesting. And I do, um, you know, the, the evolutionary journey is still very alive it's just this phase that i'm in it's like it's like the road has been okay here's what i'm feeling the imagery that i'm having it's like i've been on this road that's been really twisty and turny and windy and we've been like going up the mountain and there's these big switchbacks so that we can get up the mountain and it's like we're going around and we're going around and we're doing all the things and then suddenly i'm in this big meadow area and it's super flat and easy and free and the lane is straight and I'm just moving along straight and I have a I don't know how long this phase is and I don't care because this is the phase that I want to be in of just moving across the easy straight meadow yeah and for those who've known me for a longer time, this ties back to um, in late January when Earth had closed all of her lower timelines and my own sort of sense of my quote unquote mission um, was done. And it was like, OK, so now you're just going to be here for just for delight and for what's joyful and what's the delight. But to actually shift into that has been has been has not been easy has been one of it has been challenging um in very different ways than challenges in my my life before that have presented themselves it's been very inner challenging it hasn't been about 
outer challenge or external circumstance challenge. It's been this, it's just, it's just been very challenging. And I feel like, uh, today's work, today's energetic creation in collaboration with this brilliant, wonderful other human, um, helped me arrive in where I want and get to be and have been sort of questing about trying to understand or figure out or experience in a more settled way. Because I've had, you know, I've had beautiful, joyful moments throughout. It's been lovely. My Everything's been great and, like, not great. Because sometimes it's like, ugh, what, why? Why am I still doing this? What's still happening? <laughs> you know, which is a different level than like earlier in my life when it's like, why am I still doing this? Like, who designed this? I don't like it. You know, you know, that kind of thing. It's just a different quality of experience, I guess. So I just share that. So that wherever you're at, this might be something that's relevant for you. It might be useful or for some of you who are kind of just interested in my own trajectory and my own story, um, the sort of little sort of memoir you know, uh, autobiographical moments that bleed through in these transmissions. There's a little, there's a little nugget for you. A little nugget about a little nugget. A little golden nugget. Which is not at all, um, how, uh, I or others see my energy, but it's making me laugh. So there you go. And laughter's the thing. Alright, so if no, oh my god, I've been talking for an hour and ten minutes. Good grief. This is a ridiculously long transmission. Um, I don't know if that's gonna be a problem for people. I wonder if I should chunk it out. Um, all right. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll with it and you'll let me know if you would have rather that I chunked it out or just let you kind of start and pause as you see fit and go through it. Um, but yeah, now I know why my throat's starting to hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. All right. I love you so much. I love you. And I thank you for your light in the world. (laughs) Stay beautiful, babies.